From DKPittsburghSports.com, he is the constructor and conductor. He is Serbian reactionary, Dejan Kovacevic. Uh, Dejan, what's your take on Governor Wolf uh, chastising Ben Roethlisberger for getting a haircut? I would think the governor should have bigger fish to fry. He does. And, you know, there's all kinds of back and forth as to whether, you know, he was asked a question. Well, technically, no, because he hasn't been taking in-person questions. I don't know how many people realize that. Uh, he's been, that he has not, unlike other governors and, and unlike other political leaders, he has been in a, a basic uh, room, an isolated room, when he's being fed questions that get chosen. So the first point of blame goes to whoever chose that question. Okay, the second point of blame goes to the governor for not just saying, seriously, we're in the middle of a pandemic. What else you got? I mean, that, that's a simple way to solve that, right? Oh, yeah, I, I totally uh, agree. And even on the local level with the uh, sports aficionados such as ourselves, uh, we're making a big deal out of that Ben video, but it doesn't really reveal much, does it? Well, no, it doesn't. But then you you saw the statement from the from the barber's attorney, and oh my God, listen to the sentence I just said. <laughs> you saw the statement from the barber's attorney, who, who explained that he well, actually, no, no, Dejan, you know, for, forget about the haircut for a second, because I'm, uh, uh, you're right. Statement from the barber's attorney. I'm talking about. I mean, Ben threw a couple passes. You know, big deal. I mean, I'm glad he's throwing. I'm not sure it guarantees twelve and four. No, it doesn't. But you know what? If, if if there's no Steelers fan anywhere who wouldn't have taken the sight of uh, of Ben throwing passes to NFL receivers moving in full motion uh, by mid May of 2020, never mind all the other circumstances that are involved right now. Um, what that says is that he's you know he's he's made progress. He certainly hasn't regressed. He certainly hasn't had any setbacks, and that's a positive sign. Uh, anybody who's taking it further than that is out of their mind again though mark when you're talking about ben and his elbow we're talking about an elbow here these aren't complicated things people who are orthopedic surgeons will tell you that uh, these aren't the things that, that that you know have much of a risk of going wrong and they don't cause you to lose speed on your fastball so to speak ben's going to be just fine yeah i mean he was throwing passes to nfl receivers and uh and ryan switzer too now i've been playing sound bites from some national media saying the Steelers aren't a very good team anymore. Is that true? And do we in Pittsburgh have trouble seeing the Steelers as they really are? I hear a lot of unbridled optimism in the wake of this Ben video, but it's still a team that missed the playoffs the last two years. Well, I'm happy to say that I haven't uh, picked up on any of those yet. I'd be interested to hear what they have to say about the NFL's most dynamic defense, right? I mean, you got to start there, right? I mean, if you have if you have a point to make, no, no, I, I don't. I, I don't way. start there. The defense doesn't win in this league anymore. It's 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 important, but it's not the be all end all. It it can't be your main weapon. It's half the game. I think we can agree on that. And not anymore. When when you're when you're looking when you're looking at the, the this team's defense and what they were able to do. Uh, not just for themselves, but also for takeaways. And, yes, I know your stance on the takeaways, that they're going to go down this year, and they're partly luck, and they are. Uh, nonetheless, it's still a defense that, that has the, the, the skill set, the makeup, and the smarts to get its hand on the football an awful lot. They did that, which is going to get your offense the ball. Um, then you look at this offense. If you look at it objectively, and you look at what they were last year and understand, and, again, this is a point that you made only about a billion times on your own show, that – 
Ben was everything. I mean, I heard it right from your mouth again and again and again. Oh, no question. No ben, ben, no chance. I said it the minute he got no hurt. No Ben, no chance. I heard I heard it right here on this program. And I was right. Well, I was right. And you were right. And, and guess what? With Ben, there's a chance. Okay? They're in the reverse. Oh, no question there's a chance. No, I would not count them out. And if you made me predict right now, I think they'll go 9-7 and seven and maybe get that number 7 playoff seed. Now, if you accept that that's uh, the likely uh, scenario, it wouldn't take much to get to 10-6. and six. Well, it wouldn't, but then there's also the, the not-so-small matter of having the weakest schedule. They're facing the, the, the easiest schedule in the NFL. I mean, look at their first three games and tell me why they don't start out three and zero and build up all kinds of confidence. Yeah, I, you know? I would bet they don't start three and zero. That's not their way. Well, I, I'm you not never sure know about strength of schedule until we see how the teams look. No, I know, but you have a pretty good idea that they're going to beat the New York Giants, so you're off to a nice start. You know, um, you know, this is a team that is not an easy one for people to predict. But to go back to your original question, why does the national media do this? You know why? Because they know the Steelers sell. They know the Steelers are constantly a hot topic, including nationally, because there are Steelers fans everywhere. And if they want to pump up, either whether it's their ratings or their clicks or their retweets or whatever it is, like whoever that clown was yesterday, I already forgot his name, uh, that, that uh, out of nowhere picked some, he had some ridiculous things to say about Steelers, and he had a blue check mark next to him. So, oh, my God, outrage. outrage. Colin Coward? No, I don't remember the guy's name. I don't remember the guy's name. It wasn't that. Um, it, it was well, some Colin other Coward, guy. Adam Shine. I mean, well, these, yeah, these are a bunch it. of guys that's saying it. they're not going to be is. very good. It's not just one guy. Nick Wright, too. Yeah, but, but Mark, they're looking for the same reaction. I mean, you know this business. Why am I telling this to you? They're looking for the yeah, same reaction. See, I- you see, I really because think they're going to go nine. Are they and saying seven. that about? I'm not looking for any reaction. I just think they're a nine and seven team. Okay, are they saying that about the Atlanta Falcons? No. Why? You know why? Because nobody cares about the Atlanta Falcons. Are they saying well, that about I the Arizona Cardinals? Radio in Pittsburgh. No. The Steelers are a marquee team nationally, internationally. People will talk about them. That's why they're doing this. They're trying to get a reaction. They're trying to get people to talk about them. Yeah, to I don't them, know whatever. that they're compromising their feelings about the Steelers to get a reaction. If they were, they could just they easily get it by doing what Mike Taylor did today and shine, saying they're going to go 12-4. and four. Guy? Who is this shine guy? Well, what feelings do you think he has about the Steelers? He probably can't name 10 guys on the roster. What feelings? I think There's he probably no could. There's no integrity. I think he probably could. Yeah, I, I think you're off base on this one. Uh, what do you trust least about the Steelers right now? Or, or are you a 12-4 uh, guy, too? No, with, without a doubt, I, I, I have a, I, I'm still queasy about running back. Um, you know, I, I, I liked the, 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 the McDonald pick that, that, that they made um, within its own context. Having a fast guy that can hit the edge is nice. Um, but I, I still can't trust James Conner to stay on the field. I don't know what reasonable person could. And then if he's down, and he will be, you know, you're back to looking at Benny Snell and and Anthony McFarland, and 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 that's not a great place to be at a, at, a, at an important position. Um, I'm also still Mark. I, I get the feeling that with the offense, that Juju can't be an ordinary player. 
or less than ordinary like he was in 2019. And that's not to lay the entire offense at his feet. But I get the feeling that to make the, the leap that a lot of people are expecting or in some cases just hoping for, that you're going to need Juju to get back to being a star player, what, what he was the previous two years. And uh, that's going to be quite the jump for him. Uh, I'm not one of those people who lets him off the hook for the, for the caliber of quarterbacking that he had last year. He just didn't play well. Deontay Johnson played with the same quarterbacks, and Deontay Johnson was outstanding. Deontay Johnson right now, to me, is the Steelers' best receiver. But in the Steelers' ideal world, he isn't. He would be second best. We're talking to Dejan Kovacevic here on the Mark Madden Show. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill American Eatery. I want to turn to baseball. Uh, uh, John Heyman reports that uh, the MLB owners have told the players that if they won't consider a revenue split, baseball won't resume until fans are allowed back in the ballpark. Do you think the owners are bluffing, and uh, what are the players going to do? Uh, the owners, The owners probably aren't bluffing because they're looking at the losses that, that I'm sure you've heard, $670,000 a game on average uh, that they'll lose. Every single game that's played, by the way, that's not a day. That's every single game that is played everywhere would lose roughly that amount of money. And it's not like the players have to wonder about it, Mark. If you're Trevor Williams and you're standing on the mound and you're looking around and there's absolutely nobody in the stadium, there's no signage and the sponsorships, you don't have to think to yourself, gee whiz, where are they, where are they hiding all this revenue? It's just not coming in. That's a real thing. Well, you could you, players, you could I, still sell some signage based on TV, but yeah, I I, I, I get you your know what I, mean. I don't yeah, believe that figure fences. of six forty a game for a second. But uh, but uh, the owners have made the players into the bad guys here. And Tom Glavin, the former Atlanta pitcher, made a real good point. He said that if there's no baseball, the players get blamed no matter what, and that's true, isn't it? Yeah, and, I, and I'd actually be okay with that. Uh, to me, to me, this is on the players. I think the, the players have to understand that it isn't the same pie. It isn't the same pool. Um, and I understand that to them, that would be tantamount to, uh, you know, concede, the first step toward conceding a salary cap. But guess what? I'm also okay with that. And if I'm the owners, if you want to take it from the other perspective, if the players don't come back to play, Mark, then this can be their Armageddon, like what we saw with the NHL in 2004. That's when the owners say, you know what, you're out, you're out. Okay, good. When you come back, there's going to be a salary cap. Simple as that. Because you're you really, the really. Do owners really want a salary right cap, now. though? Do you think the owners want a salary cap? Will the bottom owners the fight o- the top owners over a salary cap? Yeah, we said that about the NHL too. And what ended up happening was that the Rangers, the Maple Leafs, and all the other teams that we thought, oh, they'll never agree to this, and the the Red Wings was another one, they'll never, ever agree to this, until somebody showed them the amount of money that they'll be making in a salary cap system. And then all of a sudden it was okay. I've said all along baseball would never have a salary cap until all of the owners, or at least most of the owners, were losing money. I didn't see that happening. Guess what? It's happening. It's happening right now. I don't know if the Yankees and Dodgers and those really top teams would ever agree to a cap. And when you're going to have infight among the owners, that makes the fight against the players that much harder. And and I don't blame the players here. If I were them, I wouldn't go for a cap. Uh, the owners made a deal in March to pay them prorated, and now they're trying to renege on that. That said, uh, the stuff the players have said, like Blake Snell and Bryce Harper, it has positioned them firmly as the bad guys, even if they shouldn't yep. be. Well, in fairness, too, and everybody seems to keep forgetting this, that in that agreement that was reached in March, 
there was a key clause in there that that allowed for continuing discussions if there were to be no fans at games. The players conveniently omit that every time they bring it up. It's a very real thing, and now there's been an email from the players that was intercepted that points out how vividly they understood that clause at the time, and now they're ignoring it. Well, you see, here, here's my thing. If I were the players, I wouldn't agree to anything but prorated salary. But if I were the owners, I'd do what the owners are doing now. Uh, I would force the players to a really hard decision. I, I said that a week ago. If I'm the owners in any sport, I say, okay, if we're going to make this into a labor dispute, we're not going to come back till it's perfectly safe and all the fans can come back. And then yep. at that point, the athletes would swim across a hot lake filled with coronavirus if their paycheck <laughs> was at the other shore. All this is going to happen here, Mark, is that they're going to Bobby Bonilla everybody. It's going to be all about deferred payments. And you know what? You know what's naive about that on the players' end? You know who's going to end up paying the price for that ultimately? The other players or future players. And the union won't care because the union will do anything and everything to avoid anything that even smells like a salary cap. Now, uh, before we go, i got to ask you, the Rooney rule in the NFL made some adjustments, uh, more mandatory minority interviews at more positions. I think it's important to do that at the coordinator and assistant GM spots because that will trickle up to the big jobs. But will these adjustments really do any good, or is it just all for show? Uh, I think they will. I mean, if you put more more faces in front of more uh, hiring opportunities, then you have someone else that gets a chance to prove themselves. I mean, the fact is, in 2018, and I'm I'm the last one to 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 make to diminish this as a subject. But in 2018, there were eight African American, I should say minority, including Ron Rivera, uh, Hispanic background, uh, eight minority head coaches out of 32 in the NFL. Um, that dropped precipitously to two uh, in one in the span of one off season. Uh, that wasn't a great look for the NFL. But you know, you got to go some. You got to you got to take some kind of routes to address it, and, and I I have always applauded Dan Rooney and the National Football League for doing that. But I also wonder if this wasn't just a cyclical thing. Uh, finally, uh, this question comes out of the clear blue sky. What is your connection to the rock group, the Vapors? Because we've been discussing their hit "Turning Japanese" today, in particular, a cover version and video done by the actress Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, she actually did a pretty nice job on it. That was a few years back. Uh, there have been tons of covers of it. I, I, you know how you know your bands, you know your UFOs and so forth, and you've gotten to know them. I've been I've been blessed to know these guys uh, for a while, and they came back after 39 years, put out a, a new album just this week. First album in 39 years. It's already in the top 20 on the British charts, uh, and it's terrific. And if I sound like I'm plugging for them, so be it. I'm sure still nobody will go get it. But I've I've no, I've gotten to know them ever since making a flight to to Dublin, Ireland, to see their return concert, which again is something else I know you can relate with because you do that sort of thing all the time. Yeah, that that's weird with the vapors, though. I mean, one hit wonders. That's like their third album ever. They see, just put I out. I was right? trying to be civil and respectful. Like I don't say that about any of your bands. Like I think, oh, Mark, how could you go see UFO seven thousand times a year? I don't do that. Like you know. Oh just, no, that, no, that that. That's weird too, no question. That's weird. But how many albums have the uh, how many albums have the Vapors put out? This was the third. They did two back there. They did two back in eighty and eighty one, and then that was it. They all went on to other lives, and they got back together three years ago. And this is the first record back. And again, it's outstanding. It's called Together. Go get it now.
Now, at one point, did you actually play guitar with the Vapors, like like jamming or something? No, that that had been that had been discussed. It didn't materialize. I wasn't able to make it to New York. I was invited for that. I mean, I play. I played for years. You know that. Uh, but I, I, I was. I did not have the chance to to to. It was going to be part of a sound check. It was no big deal. Oh, that would have been a big deal. Actually, you should have done it. It would have been a very big deal. I'm lying. <laughs> it would have been enormous. It would have been huge. <laughs> How could you not do that? That's the second stupidest thing I've ever heard regarding music. Yeah, the first by I'll far me being that I got me. intimidated I to not go see the Led Zeppelin reunion show by my old boss at twelve fifty. I know, I know how you do things, and I wish I would have been more. I would have had more of me and you at that moment, but I decided instead to go cover a hockey game in Buffalo. So whatever. In Buffalo. In Buffalo. Oh man, I, I thought this would be a good segment. I told you, this I got to be honest. I got to be honest, Dajon, you suck. Thank you for coming on anyway, uh, though. Yeah, we'll do right, it again thanks. next week. You start next week with a clean <laughs> slate. <laughs> That's Dejan Kovacevic brought to you by Walnut Grill. Now it's time to ask Mark anything. Ask Mark anything. 412 WXDX. Ask Mark anything. 105.9.